Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I want to go back to the basics. Um, it's the beginning of the year, and you know, people listen to the show for the stories, for the the insight, sometimes just for the laughter. Um, fun of it, but the base of what Lifestyles does and what I teach is something that we can't get too far away from very often or very long because it's very important for us to understand that this isn't here just as an entertainment show, which it is basically. This is what I call edutainment. You're getting educated while you're being entertained, but the reality is is that there's an underlying message that I think that you need to get. So let's go back to the base underlying message. It's real simple. Most people today are living lives of quiet desperation, which means their life isn't all that exciting. Now, there's a variety of reasons people's lives are not that exciting. Um, it could be you have a terrible relationship with your spouse, you have terrible relationship with your kids, you have a job you don't like, or you have a bad relationship with your boss. It could be your health and fitness is terrible. Um, you know, I've just found out today that my insurance company doesn't cover the, the people that I actually go to, so I have to find all new medical help and so on and so forth uh it's just one of those things you wake up and go man life really is a pain in the you know what uh but so you could have those kinds of problems um health problems fitness problems you could have other people problems but the one thing lifestyles talks about is money problems and i think that from reading the stuff that i've read over the years about the life of quiet desperation the the two things two or three things that people fight over the most Number one is money, and number two is probably sex in a relationship. But whatever it is that's your problem, the money, the financial part is something that we can actually talk about and do something about. The other stuff, we can hit the fringes of it, and you can decide if you want to make some changes, but those are not really my expertise. But the financial part is something that I've had quite a bit of contact with over the last 27 years of helping tens of thousands of people change their financial situation. So let's go and break it down. What is the real challenge? Well, most people believe that the real challenge in life is making more money, A, or B, saving more money. One of the two. Maybe even both. So if you're, you know, you've been educated by a common sense family, you're not crazy, you're thinking, okay, the first thing I need to do is get out there and get me a good job. Then 
over the years, I need to make more money. I want to move up the ladder of success so I can make more money. Because you equate the quality of your lifestyle to more money. Now, I believed this when I was young, and it led me to working 12 hours a day, six days a week. I was happy when I had a job and I made money. I was happier when I had overtime and spent more and more hours working but had more money. I was happier when I was moved into management and made even more money. And as all of this grew, more and more of my life's resources, my energy, my health, my time, got diverted towards earning more money. And the more money syndrome is one that a lot of people are are on and they get hooked on. And somewhere along the line, you wake up one day and you go, wow, I don't have a life left. I'm giving a majority of my resources to this job. And then you look around and go, what am I missing from that? What is suffering? Well, my relationship is suffering. You know, my relationship with my spouse is suffering. My relationship with my kids is suffering. Um, my health is suffering. So now you look at this and you go, just because I'm trying to solve this one problem, I've weighted myself towards this one problem because of this massive belief that more money will solve all the other problems. Because of that belief, I'm weighted myself to this problem to where now all these other problems are popping up in my life. So that is the very first and largest belief system you have to overcome. You have to overcome that more money is better. I would like to share with you one of my delisms, which is more is not better. Better is better. So what does that mean? It means you don't want more money. You want money that's easier to get, that has less of your life, that doesn't take up as much of your life, that you can get out there and earn on the side part-time. And I found that I could earn more money on the side part-time in real estate investing than I could working at my job. I only can make $70,000 a year working 60, 68 hours a week, but I can make $100,000 a year working four hours a week in real estate. And then I realized this trade of time for money is the real problem in my life. My relationship suffered. My health suffered. You know, everything suffered. I remember when I was working so much that when I'd get off on Sunday because I worked Saturday, the only thing I had time to do was to do my laundry and sleep. I was destroyed, burnt out. So I had to break that syndrome. Somewhere along the way, I had to break that. And what I did was I just quit my job. I said, look, I'm not working 68 hours a week anymore. Now, I was very good at what I did. I was a bodybuilder, and I worked at a health club. So the two worked out fairly well together. And I moved up the company ranks, and I did very well. I wasn't the top guy. I wasn't even the second to the top guy. I was like the third guy down. But I still had pretty good position in my own mind. Now, making $70,000 a year, you would say, well, Dell, you weren't that good. And I said, well, you know, you're right. Looking out or looking from the outside in, I was still just a guy that was running about six health clubs and was really just a worker bee, you know. Although I had the position called supervisor over six clubs, I really was nothing. I just worked for another company and was just another work slave. So what happened was I said, I won't work there anymore. And they said, well, we don't want you to leave. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't work 60 hours. If you can change it to where I can work a normal 40 hours a week, 
you know, we can do something. And they go, well, we can't do that because everybody, the way we worked in health clubs, we had to work from 9 to 9 or 10 to 10. There were two split shifts. And you worked the whole day. And you'd work five days a week unless you didn't hit your numbers, which meant you didn't sell enough memberships, and then you'd have to work another day. And so I ended up having to work all these other days. And so if you work 12 hours a day, five days a week, uh, what is 12 times five is 60. If you work an extra eight hours on Saturday, that's 68 hours. And that was what I was working, 68 hours a week, right? So I said no, and I quit. And then I went out and my brain said, I am going to find a way to live on a 40-hour week because I realized 68 with 28 hours a week, you know, times 52 weeks was a whole nother life. It was a whole nother life. People were working 40 hours a week. I was working 68. I was throwing away 28 hours a week of my life. I said, all I want to do is, it's not that I don't want to work. I just don't want to work 68 hours. I want to work 40. And lo and behold, I didn't find anything I really wanted to do for a while. And the guy that ran the company saw me one day working out in the health club, another health club, by the way. And he said, well, you know, what are you doing? Why don't you come back? You don't have a job. I mean, I said, look, I'm not doing it. And so we sat down and we negotiated this deal where I'd work four days a week. Granted, it was still the 12 hours a day because that's their system. And if they let me break the system, they'd have to let every other employee in 600 health clubs break the system. So we just agreed, I'll just work four days a week, which was still 48 hours a week. So it wasn't part time. It was still over full time. Right. But what they found was I could produce more in revenue for the company and do a better job because I was happy and healthy and, and energized in four days than anybody else could in the entire company working six days a week. Now, do you think that that made them change their approach? Absolutely not. The hard-headed individuals just had to do it their way because they'd done it that way for 25 years. They're all ex-football players and athletes and stuff. And they believe that, you know, hey, you, you work hard or you get off the team and, you know, all that stuff you see happening in football. Uh, but by the way, it's now changing. People, people believe me. But I had to break that syndrome of more is better. That was the first syndrome I had to break, that more is better. And when you get down to that point where you can break that syndrome, more is better, all of a sudden for the first time in your life, you can actually start to live. Now when we come back from break, I'm going to go into the other situations that I had to learn to make it possible for me to be able to get to where I am today. So we'll take a short break. Call us at 866-945-6565. That's 866-945-6565. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Uh, today we're discussing the basic 
belief system changes that are necessary for you to be successful financially. And uh, in the first segment, I talked about you have to learn somewhere along the life that more is not better, that chasing money is going to probably put your life in more disarray uh, yet most people believe that chasing money is really the most important part of your life. You've got to get out there and get that big paycheck, right? And to do that, you're willing to give up almost everything in your life. Health, relationships, fitness, everything, just gone. So now I'm going to talk about once you decided to break that syndrome and, and come along with the belief system, pick up the belief system, more is not better, better is better. Now you have to say, okay, I'm gonna, I don't want to stop trying to have more money. That's not the point of view. Uh, it's not just okay. If if you can't be with the one you're with, then you know love the. Or if you can't be with the one you want, then love the one you're with. Or if you're not happy where you, if you can't get where you're trying to go, be happy where you're at. I hate those concepts. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that once you realize that you're not going to let your life get out of balance, to where it destroys all the other parts of your life, you've got to change the belief system of how you obtain money. And the one belief system that you all have, I had, don't have that much anymore, is that the way you make money is trading time for money. And so you're figuring, i got to do this. If I'm going to stop working hard, how do I make more money? And you have to learn to make money by investing. But most people don't understand what's wrong with the concept of investing, is that they're not really investing. What you need to own is a money machine. And a money machine is something that puts out money for you every single month like a paycheck for the rest of your life. Now, we call these passive streams of income. That's a term that's been thrown around forever. But if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, it's owning your own business of some kind. But now, here's the definition that's a little different. Owning your own business, like being a plumber and going out and doing plumbing every day, is being self-employed business, and you're still working. If you want to make more money, you've got to do more plumbing. Now, I'm talking about a business that you own that you don't work in. Now, there's a difference about working on a business, which is to put it together, hire all the staff, create the investment capital, obtain the investment capital, start the business, watch the financial statements, make sure the tax returns get done every year, and make the good moral decisions to keep the business afloat. That's working on a business. But when you look at the org chart, every single day you get up, there should be no job for you to do. If there's a job for you to do, then you have a job. You need to be in a position where there is no job. And in my businesses, I own like 11 companies. Um, at one time, I owned more than that. In fact, I've sold off quite a few in the last couple of uh, years, so I probably even have less than that now. I'm trying to think how many I actually do have. Five, five or six now, I think. I sold off seven or so, maybe eight. And so m my point is that I didn't get them to go to work to any of those businesses except this one, which I enjoy doing, which I work four days a week. I do four radio shows a week. And um, I do that to stay in touch with my clientele and for me to have something to do to be relevant in life. Now that I'm an old man, I want to stay relevant. Everybody wants to stay relevant. But it's not like I can't take off. If I don't want to do a radio show, we have other people to do them, and we have people, uh, and we have free places. So, you know, it's not like my life has to get up and go to work or the boss is going to fire me type of thing. Uh, and it's not like I have to get up every day and go to work for four, six, eight, ten hours a day. 
you know, I do an hour radio show. You guys, we connect and we go on down the road. But my point to you is get to that point in your life where maybe you own an apartment complex or two or three. And you do get up every day and spend an hour on the phone talking to people, solving issues, working on your business, dealing with your employees. But an hour a day, two hours a day, but not four, six, eight, ten hours a day. Don't work in your business. Work on your business. And that's the next big thing you need to understand is that you're going to have to have a business, right? That's it. Work on your business, not in your business. So now that we decided to do that, we look at, okay, what kind of businesses can we own and operate? And what are the different challenges of starting a business? Well, I see people go through and they look at all the franchise stuff and they go, okay, it's going to cost me this amount of money to get started. I'm going to pay royalty fees. I got to follow their rules. And it's almost like you're paying a commission to buy a job. Now, some franchises are good. I'm not putting all franchises down. And it's probably a step better than, you know, working at a job. But you still, you're constrained. Secondly, you got to come up with the money to buy the franchise, and then generally you have to come up with the money to build out whatever it is the franchise does. Say you want to start a grocery store. you got to go get the money. you got to set up the business, buy the inventory. you got to do a lot of stuff. And maybe as a beginner, you don't have that kind of money, that kind of talent to know how to do it. So in steps real estate. And the first thing about real estate that's very interesting is that real estate is a very forgiving business. Very, very forgiving. Um, I've seen people do real estate and do it wrong. They come to my seminar and go, man, almost everything you said to do, I did the wrong thing. So, man, are you all upset? Well, yeah, I am. I wish I would have come sooner. But by the way, I still made two or $300,000, and I've got that money now to start doing it your way. And I'm like, okay, that's not that bad. A lot of people don't have two or $300,000 because they did real estate wrong and still made two or 300000 bucks. That's not a bad position to be in. I'm, I'm work with that. Right? But it's those people to say, here I am, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of age, and I put money in the stock market, 401k, and I already don't have anything, that are really frightening. Because those things can destroy you. I, I've brought people on the radio show before, and you've heard them say, I've lost my, I lost my entire life savings, or not entire, usually it's about 40% of my net worth twice in my life in the stock market. You know, it happened in 2002, then it happened again in 2008, and here I am in 2016, 17, 18. I don't want to do it again. I need to do something different. So you find real estate. Now, real estate's not only forgiving, real estate has this really unique concept. It's self-collateralizing. So whereas if you wanted to go buy a house to be in business, a rent house, and the house costs 100000 bucks, right, you would have to come up with all $100,000 to maybe make a thousand bucks a month. But instead, through proper financing, you can get into that house anywhere from zero down to five or $10,000 down. And if you do it conventionally, just straight conventional, like not knowing what I teach, you put 20% down. And so you'd have 20,000 plus closing costs. So you'd be in for about 25,000. That's a very conventional amount of money. But still 25,000 is a lot better than a hundred. You could buy four of those, right? With that hundred thousand that you were going to invest instead of one. But if you use the financing techniques that we use, 
we get that down sometimes below 10,000, sometimes below 5,000. I've done them for zero down. Many members have gotten them for between zero and five. It's just a matter of you got to have to do it the correct way. But when you do, this is a very, very good start of business. We'll be right back with Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're talking about what you're going to need to do to change your life, to up your life from that of living a life of quiet desperation to a wonderful, exciting life. What gets in the way of a great life, a good life? What gets in the way of a good life, an okay life? So in the first couple segments, we talked about you got to get away from more is better mentality. In other words, you got to work more to have a better life that doesn't work. Number two, you got to learn to work on your business. It's not in your business. Don't go out there and become a plumber and just because you're working for yourself, think you have, have conquered the working too much syndrome. And number three, realize that getting into a business is difficult and real estate makes it easy because the real estate number one has a low cost of entry you can get in for a very little amount of money to get started and number two it's very forgiving even if you don't take the time to come learn it from us and do it right you're probably going to be okay in the long run if you just hang in there long enough just the long-term appreciation will pick you up but i want to talk about the reason why real estate is the right choice above and beyond those two simple reasons, which is why most people get into it. You know, most people pick real estate because it's low cost of entry and number two, because it's forgiving. You don't really have to know everything to do it correctly. In fact, you could do it incorrectly and still make money with it. Uh, Please don't take that as an endorsement for doing that, but I'm just telling you, I see it all the time. So let's talk about why real estate is the correct business to get into. Let's start at number one. How many businesses can you go into where the day you buy the business, you make money. How many investments? In other words, you want to buy $100 worth of Microsoft stock, you're going to pay $100 for Microsoft stock. You can't go out there and find a guy that's sitting there with $100 worth of Microsoft stock going, you know, I'm really having a bad time in my life right now. I'll sell you my stock for 80 bucks. You know, or $100,000 worth of stock, I'll sell it to you for 80000 That isn't going to happen. And there's very few businesses that will do that either. If a guy's got a business that's running well, he's not going to sell you that business at a discount. Yet in real estate, because there's so many people out there that are living lives of quiet desperation, they're out of control, they make terrible financial decisions and or relationship decisions and or health decisions, that they end up in a situation where they have to divest their real estate quickly at a value that's below what it should go for. Or they've let the property deteriorate to where they can't get full market value for it and they have to take a discount. They then have to find somebody willing to take the risk of that discount, so they're going to have to discount it even more. So let's say you got a $100,000 piece of real estate that needs 20000 in repairs and the guy won't do the twenty grand. Well, the property isn't going to sell for eighty because somebody wants a premium for taking care of that problem. So that house would probably sell for sixty to $70,000. And the person who buys it and puts the 20000 in has just made, you know, in forced equity situation, another ten or twenty. So we got to start with equity capture. You can buy equity in a piece of real estate. Not too many other businesses or investments can you go buy it for less than what it's actually worth the day you buy it. That's a unique situation with real estate in many cases. The next thing you need to understand is that in many cases, we can make the real estate worth even more by fixing one of two things. 
the structures themselves, in other words, you have deteriorated, dilapidated buildings, and you can fix them and make everything worth more, or the management in the apartment business or in the house business. You take over a rent house from somebody and they haven't raised the rent for two or three years because they've been lazy or afraid to go confront the, the, the tenant. Now you can go in there and you can raise that income, right? You have the ability to control the benefits that you're going to earn from this thing. So with an apartment complex, especially when you buy this thing and you fix it up and you raise the rents, you're changing the value of the apartment instantly. Sometimes in just a ridiculous amount, for example, if you had a 80% financing package with 20% down and you went out and you raised the income by 10%, by raising the income by 10%, you have increased the value of the property by 25%. Now, with a 25% increase in value, you've got 20% down, 25% down, you have 25 plus closing, you've just got 100% gain on your investment. Now, how many businesses do you know you can make 100% gain in 60, 90, 120 days? Or let's say it takes a whole year. How many businesses can you get 100% gain on your investment in one year? Let's say it's two years. How many businesses can you make 100% gain in two years? If you watch the Shark Tank, if you watch, um, oh gosh, Billion Dollar Buyer, if you watch um, Marcus Lemonis, all these shows are showing you people that own these businesses that don't know how to operate them. And when Marcus Lemonis steps in or the Shark Tank guys step in or um, Billionaire Buyer, what's his name? Um, Tillman Fatita step in, they tweak their businesses for them and their businesses double in value. Well, we have that ability to do that in real estate, to double or triple or quadruple the value of our business. So that's the second reason. Now, the third reason is my favorite. Our business produces cash flow. How many businesses have you watched on these TV shows where the guys say, I've owned this thing for one year, two years, three years, five years, and I haven't taken a salary yet. I've been living off my other job. Do you really want to start a business you have to live off your other job? Because the business you've started doesn't make any money? The reason we start these businesses is for cash flow. I remember 25, 30 years ago when I started this business, I, I came up with this, I coined this phrase, it's the cash flow, stupid. That's why we do it. Not all these other positive reasons I'm telling you right now, we do it for the cash flow. Because without the cash flow, we can't retire. And that's the long-term goal is retirement, right? And so, as we go through this, and we talk about the difference, you can buy a piece of real estate and be cash flowing from day one. Now, you can't buy them where you don't cash flow until you do something different, maybe sometimes 30 days, sometimes 90 days, sometimes a whole year, depending on project and type of project you buy. But there are deals out there, a plethora of deals. In other words, more than you could ever need where you buy it and you start cash flow from day one. That's really good. The other thing is you can accumulate the cash flow. You don't have to sell one to buy another. And so as you build up this number of units you own, you are also building up the cash flow. But you're not living off the asset base. So like if you own stocks and you make some money in stocks, you've got to sell the stock to get any money to live on. When you sell the stock, you no longer have the asset base. It's gone. So if you don't have that asset base and it goes up in value that month, you didn't make anything, right? 
in real estate, we don't sell the asset base. We keep the asset base. Now, we may exchange it, in other words, get rid of one to buy a better one or a larger one or a more profitable one, but that's an exchange. We're not selling it and losing money on capital gains. We're just changing positions. They allow us in real estate to change positions, right, on our income. And that's the next thing that's important about real estate is if it's done correctly, and it's very important to understand, this may not be happening to you because you didn't set yours up right or you don't know what you're doing or your CPA doesn't know what they're doing. If you set it up correctly, real estate can be virtually tax-free for your entire life to the point where you never pay the taxes that you owe on it, even though you've made so much money, gains, capital gains, cash flow gains, you've never paid taxes on any of that because of the way the tax code is set up. And by the way, the new tax code changes didn't make it any worse. In fact, it's probably better. So here we are. We've got massive upfront gains. We have the potential to create even more gains. We have cash flow that can be built up to the point where we can cover our personal income. And that's when we consider ourselves retired, when we've replaced our personal earned income with passive income. Now, that doesn't mean everybody quits their job, although many do. It means we have the right to. But by the way, think of it. If we've doubled our, if we've got our passive income up to our earned income, that means our total income is double what it used to be. And there solves the problem we talked about in the very first segment. The problem is not that you don't want to work. The problem is you want to make more money, which means you have to do more work. But if you could figure out how to double your income without adding more work, then working for one job while earning the equivalent amount on your passive stream of income, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very good position to be. But you have to understand, to do that, you have to set it up right. Now, the other thing is, this tax situation, is that by paying no taxes, and I want you to think about this, by paying no taxes, when I had a $70,000 a year job, I took home $40,000 a year, about $3,500 a month. By paying no taxes, I only had to produce 3500 a month to replace my income. That's the important for you to understand. You don't have to earn. If you make 100000 now, you only have to go earn 70000 or 60000 in real estate to take home as much income as you were taking home before. That's a very big point that you need to keep in line. All right, we're going to take a break. Our number is 866-945-6565. If you want to call up and ask questions on any of this information, feel free. Take this short break, and we'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the last segment of the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we've been talking about all the changes you're going to have to make in your mindset uh, to be able to change your life from just living that life of quiet mediocrity and moving on to an incredible life. Now, I want to make this point clear, is that the life of quiet mediocrity can mean that one or two points in your life are doing well, but the other points are leaving you empty. You come, you know, when you come home at night and you're sitting there and you're feeling empty, 
you know, I know you don't feel empty during the day when you're working and things are going on and you're active and it's all okay. But what about a person who lives their life empty? That's that life of quiet desperation. Now, today's show was about the financial end of all that, which I shared with you. I thought that meant, in addition to that, if those finances are all messed up, that's the number one thing that leads to problems in marriages. Um, you know, it, it puts pressure on the family, the children, everybody. So being able to understand the value of having the finance leg of your life stable makes it easier to work on the other aspects of your life. I think you'd all agree with that. If money wasn't a problem, you would probably be more healthy. If money wasn't a problem, you'd probably be more fit. If money wasn't a problem, you'd probably have more time to spend with your children and your spouse. Money is a base problem we all have to exist with. We have to overcome. And so today we've discussed all the steps necessary. Number one is learning more is not better, that working more is not the solution to your problem. Number two, working in your business is just going to give you more hours of work. You know, if you go over here and you start a business and you're working in it while you also have another job, your life is really miserable. You're just doubling doubling down on work. you got to learn to build businesses that you don't work in. Number three, we learned that the reason most people start with real estate is because there's easy entry to it. It's inexpensive to get into, and it's forgiving. You don't have to be an expert at it to get started in it. In many businesses, if you're not already an expert at it, you can't get into it. We also learned that real estate was the number one chosen business because of equity capture, where you can go out and how many businesses or investments can you go out and buy equity into your business the day you buy it. Number two, force capital gains. You can fix these things up and improve the management of them, make them worth more instantly. Number three is the most important cash flow. It's the cash flow stupid. Without cash flow, you can't retire. The whole reason to have another business or to have a business is for cash flow. The whole reason behind and the whole concept of retiring is to have cash flow. It's not to have a lump of money that someday you can retire. It's to have enough cash flow so you can retire and buy your life back from corporate America. The next one is tax advantages. I mean, when you can earn income and not have to pay taxes on it and done correctly, that's what happens with real estate. If you don't have to earn income, if you don't have to pay taxes on it, then what happens is you're able to earn only 60 to 70% of what you earned with a job and still take home the same amount of pay. So if you made $100,000 a year, you're only taking home $60,000 a year. You only need to earn $60,000 a year in real estate investing because done correctly, it's tax-free. Now, really, the term would be tax-deferred, but what if, what would you call it if you tax-deferred all the way till you die, and when you die, it goes away? We'd call that tax-free. But the secret to that is defer, 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 and never pay taxes, never pay taxes, never pay taxes, and then die, and the taxes all go away. That's really the concept that we're going for. The last one, my friends, though, is about the only one anybody ever thinks about, and that is appreciation. The weird thing about real estate is, is that just holding it ends up gaining you money. In um, 27, 30 years ago when I started investing, I was buying houses for 25000 bucks a piece. And they were median high, median price homes back then were 50000 I was buying them on sale during a recession at 25000 I ended up selling them at 100000 got out of the house business around that 
thing. But it was the same house that had a median price of 50, now had a median price of 100. In 2008, when there was a recession started in this country, median price in Texas was $150,000, 152, and now it's 234. So let's say you bought that $150,000 median price house and you paid 100 for it like we were doing, or 80 or 70, in fact, during the recession, 2008, 2009, and now it's worth 234,000 bucks. I mean, that's a massive, massive gain. And you did really nothing for it, except hold on to this rent house, which paid you income. So there you go. You're getting paid to make money. It's the most interesting thing that I've ever heard of. Now, if you can make money five different ways on the same investment, you think about it. You go over here in interest right now. I just sold a bunch of my stuff, so I'm sending out a bunch of cash, and I'm looking for a place to put it. And my bank account last year for my savings account was paying me a quarter percent interest. It's now up to 0.45% interest. So I said, this is ridiculous. I've got to find something better. And I've gone out and found banks, online banking, that will pay you 1.5% interest. That's 300% better than what my bank's paying me, three times as much. And yet it's nothing compared to any real estate deal I've ever been in. It's nothing. And that's all it pays is interest. There's no capital gains. There's no appreciation. There's no tax advantage. You're paying taxes on that income. It's not even close, guys. It's not even close. So if you're going to beat this financial leg that is so important to your overall wellness of your life, the quality of your life is what I guess I should say, if you're going to beat this leg and make it work correctly, you're going to need to realize that real estate is five times more powerful than any other investment. And if you do realize that, then you're going to have some benefits that you never dreamed possible. To do that, what I want you to do is come down to one of our free workshops. Just listen to what it is. Go to our website. Look us up. I have people all the time tell me I've been listening to you, Dell, for 10 years. Stop doing that. Get out and do something. And remember, it's not just for the money. It's for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.